Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Ben Heisler is a fantasy football and sports betting analyst for Sports Illustrated, and he is an out on an absolute heater when it comes to Chiefs picks against the spread this year. I am less so. On <laughs> maybe you start listening to him. Hi, how you doing today, man? Heisler, you there, either. my friend? <laughs> I, I am here. I, uh, for whatever reason, I think it was uh, going away in the AirPods. They may not have been charged at the proper point. So here I am. And yes, yeah, I, I think I have found, you know, they always say that when you're, when you're in the, the sports betting business that you need to find your niche, you need to find your lane. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs bets. Yeah, there we go. I think with 3-0 and in the last three games. So if I've found my little market. I suppose I've done all right. So it's not until Monday night, but what do you have for us on the Chiefs' bills? Are the Chiefs going to win this one? And the line looks like right now it's sitting at about 3 Three and a half where I'm looking at it. Are the Chiefs going to cover that three and a half point spread against the Bills? Yeah, I think they will. I, I think right now this is an ideal time to bounce back on Kansas City. Uh, I, it was, I was almost floored hearing their responses to that loss to the Raiders at home. You would think that this is a team coming off of a Super Bowl that understands sort of that there's going to be a grind of a 16 game NFL season in a wacky, bizarre year. I, I kind of thought they'd come across as saying, yeah, we definitely didn't play our best game. We know we're going to be able to be able to bounce back. They were mad. Like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and, and some of the key playmakers on their team issued statements like after the game on social media saying that their play was unacceptable uh, in a divisional game against the Raiders. And the Raiders hadn't won a game at Arrowhead in about eight years. So I was floored by that type of intensity coming off of this game. Now, I know that the Bills are, are coming off a, of a rough loss on the road to Tennessee. They get to come home, but it's not as if they're going to be playing with the Bills Mafia behind them. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I think you'll see some points. I think the Chiefs defense will continue to have their struggles, but I do believe that they have the ability, certainly against Buffalo, especially if Tredavious White is out, uh, to be able to go ahead and cover that three and a half. So I will take Kansas City uh, minus the points, even on the road, uh, going ahead in that sort of early Monday afternoon game. All right, Heiss. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have been really good this year, and the Houston Texans have been not so good. A big win coming up last week. Right now, the Titans are only a three-point favorite in this game coming up. Is that a game that we even touch, or do we stay away from that? Uh, it's crazy to, to think about this from, from that standpoint, Rivers. We've actually seen the line move two points in favor uh, of the Texans uh, as, as much as two and a half points. In favor of the Texans, there's some uh, there's some uh, odd books that have this listed as a three point game right now, which basically would indicate that if you're giving the three points to the home team, um, then it would almost be a pick 'em, and that's really surprising to me. I, I know that Houston finally got a win; they got off the Schneid, uh, moving on from uh, Bill uh, Bill O'Brien to Romeo Cornell. But um, you know, I, I kind of look at the Titans in a sense of uh, they found something to play last week. 
uh, against Buffalo. They play the everybody is against us card, which feels a little bit strange considering that they broke COVID protocol. <laughs> um, I just don't know what they're going to use as sort of their motivation this week. Yes, it's a divisional game, um, but it's not as if everybody was really rooting against them. And, and coming into uh, you know Monday's game, the Titans were actually they didn't have a win against the spread this year. So Buffalo at that point, I believe, was undefeated. So it's it's just a weird dynamic. This feels like a stay-away game for me. I know that there's been sharp movement in favor of Houston, but I, I look at the Texans, and I think there's a lot of flaws even with Deshaun Watson. So uh, if it gets back to you know maybe four or so, if we start to see the public move this line back in favor of Houston, then I'll probably consider making a wager. But at this point, three, three and a half, doesn't feel like a good place to be in a divisional game. Fantasy football and sports betting analyst for Sports Illustrated, Ben Heisler, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Heisler, I feel like this is just one of the questions that I have to ask you every week at this point. How much concern is there about this Falcons-Vikings game not being played? I know earlier today it sounded a little bit more concerning with there being four potential positive tests. Now it sounds like there's just one. Uh, where are we at on this Falcons versus Vikings game right now? Your your knowledge, BK, is probably as good as mine at this point. It, it sounds like it's going to be a go. Um, you, you haven't seen sort of overlaying concerns uh, over a few days or so. Now, that could obviously change, but uh, it sounds like all systems are going to be go for this game. And, and if that's the case, you're talking about uh, a very potent fantasy matchup, certainly on both sides of the ball. Uh, I, I would never really advise anybody to go ahead and play Kirk Cousins, regardless of whether it's against the Falcons or not. And Certainly, we would have some general idea that the Falcons defense is going to play better after the coaching change, after the team really lost a lot of confidence uh, under Dan Quinn. Uh, But also, Minnesota has actually been really, really good at outside division games at home. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I think there's something along the lines of 30 games over 500 against the spread um, under Mike Zimmer when they've played at home against a team outside of their division. So uh, it's been a working formula for them so far. Uh, the last time I checked this game, let's see, I, I think the line has come in at um, Vikings minus four and a half. Uh, and, and Minnesota hung in with Seattle. They just found a, a way to lose it late with Mike Zimmer making a, a bonehead call and the right not call. being able to go ahead. Right. <laughs> and so, I, <laughs> and so I, I, I do look at this matchup and say it would make sense to go ahead and jump on board for the Vikings. We've already seen this line move from three and a half up to minus four and a half. Uh, But again, it just feels like a weird spot to be in considering that the Falcons have some new motivation. Um, And and this Vikings team isn't the same tough defensive-minded squad that we're used to seeing out of Mike Zimmer. All right, Heiss. As we talked about last week, we've got the uh, ESPN 101 Pick'em Challenge here on our website. And uh, last week, Benny, I had a bit of a hiccup. Uh, (laughs) I... uh, I forgot to save my picks, so I basically went over for the week, which is not good when you're trying to actually win. Um, he got so, shot with an airsoft gun. Yes, I, and I, I should have. It should have maybe even been a 22 for the punishment on that one. But I got to redeem myself nonetheless this week. And the one game that I got to pick your brain on that really has just caused me fits is the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a straight pick 'em game. What are you thinking for that one? So just to go back really quickly on last week, I feel like we talked about this last week, and I was it was it Houston and Jacksonville that you were trying to figure yes, out? Yeah, I've always got one. I think one. we got that one right. Yeah, we did, except I didn't save the pick. So, yeah. <laughs> it's good All on right, me, right, so Penny? For the, moment, 
So the moment this phone call is over, go ahead and save this one. I, I have a hard time. I, I know Cleveland has looked really impressive, and I, I know that it's been fun to watch considering their running game has been really strong, that they've opened up play action. Odell Beckham has looked really good. Austin Hooper's got a couple touchdowns the last few weeks. Jarvis Landry is looking like a really bona fide middle-of-the-field slot wide receiver. And Baker Mayfield has looked really good, too. Uh, Pittsburgh has some issues on the defensive side of the ball. Like, this is a team that I thought would look much more stingy, especially against the pass. It just hasn't happened so far this year. But uh, Cleveland has had all sorts of misery, especially when they go and travel to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I know that a lot of folks are sort of hyping this up as the, the Miles Garrett uh, revenge game. Remember what happened between uh, him and Mason Rudolph. But right now we've, we've already seen this line move uh, from Cleveland plus five and a half all the way down to uh, plus three and a half. I, I just like the Steelers, especially if it's a straight up game. Maybe Cleveland ends up covering the spread. But uh, Pittsburgh at home, they've looked very good. Ben Roethlisberger has been remarkably efficient. Uh, and Cleveland has some issues in their secondary as well. I'm just not sure how they're going to be able to guard Chase Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson, especially if he's able to go. Juju Smith-Schuster's gotten off to a bit of a slow start. Uh, And James Conner, even though the numbers may not look great, is still very active uh, in the running game and also as a pass-catching running back. I I just think Ben Roethlisberger, normally we're used to seeing him turn over the ball and take some chances, but he's kind of let that down a little bit. He's managing the game really well, but he's also found some terrific options. And I think Pittsburgh ends up winning this game outright. All right. I agree with you. And safe. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Yes. Okay, BK, what do you got? Success. All right. Final question for you, Heist. Le'Veon Bell, he is out on the open market. There are rumors that it could be the Bills, the Dolphins, or the Chiefs. Maybe the Patriots are trying to get in on the mix here at the end. What is the best possible landing spot if I'm a fantasy football owner and I have Le'Veon Bell on my team? Where am I rooting for him to end up? I think that's a really interesting question, BK. I would say that the best fantasy landing spot when you consider everything else into the equation is probably Miami. And the reason that I say that is because he would become the lead back, no questions asked. Miles Gaskins had a nice start to the year, uh, but there's just nobody else that would really be getting in the way as far as carries, volume. Uh, You know that Miami still wants people to have some element of a running game, uh, and they use pass-catching running backs very effectively. So I, I think he'd be a really good fit in Brian, in, in, uh, Brian Flores' offense. However, I don't want to rule out Kansas City just yet. The fact that when the odds came out for this, that Le'Veon Bell to Kansas City was listed at 14-1, to and I was trying to find uh, whatever sports book I could to be able to try and jump in on that because it felt to me that they weren't considering Andy Reid's level of success, uh, particularly with pass-catching running backs. Um, the problem is that you know there's so much early investment and in capital in Clyde Edwards-Alaire that – if Le'Veon Bell comes in, it's not to say that, that you know, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire becomes irrelevant. I, I certainly think he's still the lead back. But uh, you know, part of what's made him so special is his ability to catch passes out of the backfield. And I think they would almost use more of him inside between the tackles. You know, Bell just hasn't gotten any sort of burst, but he can still catch a ton of passes. And I feel like that would take away some of his ability. So he would still put up points in the Chiefs offense. But I think if you're looking as a Le'Veon Bell fantasy manager – To me, I I think probably the best landing spot for him would be Miami because you know he would be the guy. He's Ben Heisler. Check out his work on Sports Illustrated where he's a fantasy football and sports betting analyst. Also give him a follow on Twitter at Benny Heis, B-E-N-N-Y-H-E-I-S. Ben, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. And I'll be sure to bet on the Chiefs on Monday night this week. I'm going to go with your picks this time around. And and listen, and and listen, if the Chiefs do not cover or if they lose, at some point the hot streak has to come to an end, right? Just not this week, Heis. Thanks. (laughs) 
Thanks, man. Okay. See you guys. You got it. That's Ben Heisler joining us here on 101 ESPN.